Hello. <laughs> I almost drowned. (laughs) And welcome. (laughs) This is the What If I Told You podcast. (laughs) A show where we. (laughs) A show where we put the lotion on its skin. (laughs) So we don't get the hose again. laughing that water (laughs) entered my throat and then reversed into my nose (laughs) I was just trying a new thing and I didn't prepare you and so this is my fault I'm gonna throw up So yeah, we're here. Um, please please follow us on TikTok <laughs> and Instagram. Um, we do some cool shit there, and send us an email. Um, if anyone does that anymore, <laughs> what if I told you podcast at gmail dot com? Yeah, um, we're here. It's Thursday. It's, it's Thursday again. Evening. <laughs> we're we're full. We ate dinner. Um, as Emily's already said, we moisturized. <laughs> I'm gonna pee in my pants. Perfect. <clears throat> okay, cool. Well, <laughs> we have a dinner nook this evening um i was at work today and like we knew we were going to record this evening and it's i mean i know maddie eats dinner at like 3 (laughs) p.m but i don't typically eat dinner until like 7 30 ish so i'm sitting there trying to work and i'm trying to type like a like a code to generate something to generate something for me to print. And instead of typing the code, that contains none of these letters. I typed Guido's. Yeah. Which is um, a delicious food place around us. And uh, so that's what we had for dinner. Yep. We had Guido's. We had Sammy's and salads. That's right. Um, I ate all of it. Yeah, and I ate, like, the salad. Yeah, Maddie then... had two strips of lettuce and is now <laughs> drinking wine. <laughs> I ate all of it. I was starving. I had to have lunch at, like, 11.30. Not yeah. cool. That's super. That's way too early for fucking lunch. I'm just used to eating at, like, 1, 1.30. Yeah. Like, I run <laughs> on coffee from 5 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. And my body was just not prepared to eat that early. Yeah. It just didn't taste right. Yeah. And I eat, I eat at noon every day. Which is normal. Yeah. And I, I get to work at 7. Yeah. So I eat at noon. And I get off at 3.30. So. And you eat oatmeal in the morning. Right. Well, I've been having eggs lately. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. I have an apple and some eggs. I don't eat apples. Why? 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I eat I an just, apple every single day of my life. I just, I mean, I like apples. Um, I never think about eating them, though. Yeah. I'm never like, mm, I think I'm going to eat an apple. I just... I should probably do that more often. Yeah. But it's whatever. Yeah. I mean, I plan my breakfast and lunches for the entire week on Sunday. And it's because you have your life together. <laughs> Did you see the state of my house? It, that That's doesn't matter. That. You fucking meal prep. That's really all that counts. Yeah. If I didn't meal prep, I would just, I, I just wouldn't eat because like, am I, where I work is in an industrial park at a manufacturing firm. I am a technical writer for an engineering department. But so I work basically at a factory. Yeah. And so there's nothing really around to drive to. It's not like whenever I still worked at the court and you could drive for one minute. Yeah. To anywhere. Eat whatever. Right. So now I have to take food Mm -hmm. or I just don't eat. I'm just going to start paying you to also meal prep for me. Dude, I would fucking meal prep for you. This is what I do. On Sundays, usually, I'll. it depends if I grocery shop on Saturday or Sunday on how busy I am Saturday. But I will make five breakfasts and five lunches while I watch probably RuPaul. Mm-hmm. Um, season six, All Stars just ended today. Okay. Um. I'm going to put in a spoiler alert here. If you are a Drag Race fan and have not had a chance to watch the season finale of All-Stars 6, stop here because I'm going to say the winner. <laughs> 3, 2, 1, Kylie Sonique Love. She okay. is now in the Drag Race Hall of Fame. I had a feeling she was going to win. She's a trans woman on Drag Race, and there has not been a trans woman win. Oh. So this is like... Breaking new ground here. Mm-hmm. She's gorgeous. She killed it. I kind of want a ginger minge. I just really wish I, I could give my input on this conversation. I need you to start watching Drag Race. <laughs> okay. I got Lauren on the train. She's caught up and now... See, and Cheyenne watches it too and then she talks to me about this and I'm like, I am okay. Yeah. That's great. Here's the thing about Drag Race. It's fun. I mean, I'm not saying I won't like it. Yeah. I've just never taken the time to watch it. I think... I don't even know. I started watching it. I know it's been on forever. Oh, yes. I would watch it. Yeah, I would watch it once in a while when, like, me and Cheyenne were in high school and it was Mm -hmm. just on. Yeah. What I I really love about Drag Race is that it's just fun. Yeah. Like, it makes me happy to watch it. If I'm in a shit mood and I watch Drag Race, it makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. And there's some heartwarming shit in there because a lot of people who are drag performers have had really difficult lives. Yeah. Because they're fucking bullied because people suck, right? Mm-hmm. So they have heartwarming shit. There's funny shit. They do makeup better than every other person on earth. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, it's fun. It's lighthearted. And if you're upset about anything, it will make you feel better. Yeah. That's why I told Lauren to watch it. Because she was, like, struggling. And I was like, listen, 
this is what you need to do. Watch Drag Race. It will make you happy. Yeah. And then she was like, you are so right. Okay. You've talked me into it. Sold. I can't give you a timeline, but it will happen. Um, I'm pretty sure Mm -hmm. that you told me that once I finished Harry Potter, you would start Rick and Morty. Listen. Listen, I don't want to hear about it. (laughs) I did watch... Don't tell me you just watched episode one. I watched, like, a trailer. Motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) See, I felt the same way about Rick and Morty. I don't have an aversion to watching it. Okay, you should. I just have an aversion to starting new shows. Same. That's that's the real tea right there. That is exactly how I feel, but at the end of the day, both Lauren and I love Rick and Morty. Yes, I know. So... We're going to need you to hop on that train. I will hop on the drag train. You hop on the rig train. Okay. Okay. Because there's just nothing else to it, really. Right. I also talked Lauren into reading Throne of Glass. Perfect. I still haven't even read that. I know. You really need to. I'm going to need someone to buy me the box set. I'll buy you the box set. I'm pretty sure it's like $160. There are six books. Yeah. Are there only six? Yeah. Okay. Is, there, it, is it done done? Yeah. It fully ends. It wraps up. It wraps up. It's beautiful. Perfect. What Love I that. I will tell you one thing about the series that you should keep in mind going in. She's building a full shit, like... The first two books are, like, setting you up. Yeah. And the last ones are full action. I'm okay with that. It's not like the Court of Thorns and Roses where each book kind of almost operates on its own. Yeah. Which is why I like Throne of Glass better. Okay. Because there's... You are uh, going towards... A single epic end. Right. Through, from book one to book six, you are going, it's like Harry Potter. Yeah. You're starting here and you have an end goal. Whereas I felt like A Court of Thorns and Roses was not like that. Yeah, you didn't feel the direction it was going to go in. And it didn't, like, you could have read book one. It almost had nothing to do with the other books. Yeah, now, I haven't finished that either. I'm still in the last book. Well, it doesn't have anything to do with the other books either. Okay, great. Because you don't have a villain anymore. Right. You killed the you killed your villain in book one, mm-hmm. and then you had a different villain for book two and three-ish, mm-hmm. right? And then the novella, nothing happened. It was basically useless and unnecessary. Yeah. And then the last one, there's, there's no villain, so... Okay. Whatever. It's kind of a useless. I mean, it's good. Yeah. Enjoyable to read, it's long but as fuck. Yeah, it's unnecessarily. It's long. like nine hundred pages. I know. It's. I don't know. It's. I mean, it's a different kind of story. It's about the romance, and Throne of Glass is about the plot. Yeah, I'm excited for so, Throne of Glass. She's just a. Oh my fuck! Caught it. <laughs> uh, your main character in Throne of Glass is like. Hella badass. Yeah. Like, 
she is she's the best yeah out of all the characters and it's very like strong woman mm-hmm. led whereas like the court books are strong male leads yeah and the girls are kind of boring yeah and throne of glass all the female characters are badass from start to finish. I'm ready for it. That's why I like it better, I think, is because the chicks are like... Yeah. They're the ones that save the day. Mm-hmm. And the dudes are just like hype men. They're like, yeah, you're awesome. Perfect. So. I love this. No one on freaking TikTok who talks about books ever mentions this. Maybe you should make a TikTok about it. Maybe I should. Like, you guys are ignoring the fact. You guys are just all about the male leads, aren't you? What about my female leads? I'm going to let you um, do Chip's Corner. (sighs) Okay, Chip. We've come up with a new name we're going to call people, and it's Fuck Knuckle. (laughs) So, Chip, since you've been such a fuck knuckle about (laughs) the coffin births, we're going to do the coffin births. So, just hold your hold on to that thought while I find it. I'm I'm still questionable as to whether it even exists. <laughs> Chip, do you hear this shit? <laughs> Wait, what? Okay, I think I found it. Okay, so apparently, this is what Chip randomly sent us this information. I don't know that it had anything to do with something we said. I think this is just random. I don't remember. I don't remember. Here's the information. He says, in rare instances, gas created due to decomp of a body after death has enough pressure to cause a decomposing pregnant woman to expel the fetus and it is called a coffin birth that would also be a kick-ass name for a band coffin birth yeah it would yeah oh, man. so thank you chip thanks chip i love you deeply that was riveting and i just need to know where you found this information were you googling this or did you accidentally come upon it somehow I feel like, I feel like Chip just knew this. Like he was kind of born this way. Just intuitively knew that that happens. Yeah. Like he's, okay. he's had that information um, and was just waiting for the right time to present it to other people. Well, I think today's episode is perfect to open it up with coffin births. Absolutely. So. Um <clears throat> If you don't take our little warnings very seriously, that's fine. Um, But for fucking real, don't listen to this episode if your four-year-old's chilling in the (laughs) backseat. Yeah. Um, Don't listen to this episode if you're cleaning in your grandma's home. Probably not. No. Um, It's... One of my favorites, but it's fucked up. Yeah, and it's <laughs> it's like 
I don't. It's a weird one because it's weird. And like when we laugh throughout this, please don't think that we think this is funny. It's just so incredibly fucked up. It's so uncomfortable. It is so uncomfy. And this is just how we deal with things. Yeah. It's just an emotional trauma response. Yes. Um, Yes, it is. Yeah. I respond the same way if I witness, like, people getting hurt. Right. It's... It's embarrassing. It's a nervous response, and I Telling this story is embarrassing. (laughs) Yes. Yes. We're embarrassed on behalf of humankind. Yeah. For this one right here. But we're fucking stoked for it. Totally excited about this one. So, today... We're, we're going to cover a big name today. He is the skin expert. <laughs> Ed Gein. Ed Gein, dude. Yeah. Um, calling him the skin expert might be pushing it a little too far, but... It's eh, whatever. I think it's kind of accurate, though. Well, yeah, I mean, dude should have had an Etsy shop. <laughs> It reminds me of an episode of It's Always Sunny. <laughs> okay, hear me out. <laughs> the look that you just gave me. <laughs> Do you watch It's Always Sunny? No. Okay. <laughs> well, there's an episode where the crew is talking to the psychiatrist and they're trying to get the psychiatrist to tell them that they're insane so they can... Get something. I think they want to get medication for something. I don't know. Well, Dennis is like, he's talking about cutting someone up in a little pe- in little pieces and putting displaying them in a box on his mantle, in a glass box. And then he said something about skin luggage. And he's like, skin luggage? You didn't think of the smell, you bitch. <laughs> it's the... F- if you have, just Google... It's always sunny, skin luggage. The scene is hilarious. Every single time I see it, I almost pee. Cheyenne was in It's Always Sunny. I knew that. Isn't that adorable? She probably knows about skin luggage. She probably does. I'm very uncool <laughs> when it comes to TV show watching. Uh, you didn't think of the smell, you bitch. <laughs> I would imagine that skin luggage would smell bad. Probably. I yeah. wonder if it would last long, though. Well, Chip, how long <laughs> does skin last when it is no longer attached to the body? It is too soon after Guido's for this episode. So if you haven't caught on, if you don't know who Edgeen is, um, he's a murderer and a body snatcher. Mm -hmm. So let's just get right into it. Yeah. Right into it. He only had two victims. So a lot of things online will refer to him as a serial killer, but he only killed two people. Yeah. So he can't technically be considered a serial killer because you have to have three victims. He's just a murderer. He is simply a murderer. 
Yeah, he had the two victims. Yeah, his two victims, Mary Hogan and Bernice Warden. And they were middle-aged women. Mary was 54, Bernice was 58. Yep, indeed. Well, obviously, Ed had a certain... Well, you know, we'll we'll talk about yeah. probably why he chose middle-aged women. Yeah, so this is about to get real fucking weird. It's so weird. But we're going to do it. So, his full name was Edward Theodore Gein. Mm-hmm. Adorable. Yeah. Um, he was born August 27th, 1906 in La Crosse County, Wisconsin. I haven't had to read the abbreviation for Wisconsin <laughs> in my life. <laughs> yep, that's Wisconsin. His parents were George and Augusta Gein, and he had one brother, Henry George. Augusta, his mom, had some deep-rooted contempt for her husband, but because of her strong Lutheran religious beliefs, she would not divorce him. We aren't really sure why she hated George. I mean, these people just weren't, like, the greatest anyways. Yeah. I mean, it really is unclear why she hated him so much because he did work. It's not like, um... It's not like he was, like, worthless. Right. He was... He worked and brought in money for the family. So, uh, back in that day... That's really all you looked for. Yeah, exactly. So, that is all you looked for. So I think her her issue was probably not specifically with George, but with men. Or just life. She also hated women, so we're just going to chalk this up to Augusta. Hated. Yeah. So. She ran a small grocery store, and this eventually gave her the ability to buy a farm on the outskirts of Plainfield, Wisconsin. And this then became the family's permanent home. She chose a secluded place in order to shelter her sons from influence of the outside world. So, like, cue the creepy, like, music. Yes. And this meant that the boys really only left the premises for school. And other than that, they spent most of their time just doing chores. Which, I mean, really isn't like, oh my god, that's fucking terrible. Yeah, this this is fucking like n- 1906. Yeah, like this is very common. But the fact that she chose the middle of nowhere, not mm-hmm. for the farmland yeah. or the property, but right. because she wanted to keep her kids like away from anyone else. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yeah. So Ed's mom would often preach to both him and his brother about all the evils of the world. So this was stuff like how sinful drinking was and that all women, except her, were prostitutes and instruments of the devil. That is right. That is what she told them their entire lives. Their entire lives. Um, she read to them from the Bible every day, and these were usually passages from the Old Testament that described graphic scenes of death and divine retribution. This would make such a badass scary movie. I've never seen any of the ones that are actually about this story. Obviously, all we've all seen the big movies that are based on, influenced by right. him, but... That's what I'm saying. Yeah, somebody would have to do it right. Freaking Eli Roth does a good scary film. I'm just, like, super tired of, like, new scary movies that 
just not. They just don't hit it. I don't think I, well, I don't know the last new scary movie I watched, honestly. Halloween? The newer one well, is good. Yeah. The new new is coming out next month. Oh, yeah. You know I love Jamie Lee Curtis, so. Is it is it going to be in theaters? I think so. Are they, They're opening back up, aren't they? Yeah, theaters have been open. Oh. I've, there just hasn't been a movie out that I wanted to go to the fucking movie theater to see. Yes, that is true. Dakota and I went and saw Anthony Bourdain. Oh, yeah. So. That's adorable. Yeah. Um, it was super good and incredibly sad. Now, this is something that you hear about a lot when it comes to men who murder people later in life. Ed was bullied at school because he had a rather feminine demeanor. And classmates and teachers described his behavior as off-putting and strange. He would randomly laugh, um, apparently at like some unspoken joke. And everyone was like, okay. and um his mom would scold him if he tried to make friends yeah yeah that's so it's so like i don't know the dynamic between his mom and him and his brother is so strange to me yeah like I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's not surprising that yeah. he did what he did. Yeah. But despite these things, Ed actually did okay in school, and he was actually really good at reading, but he always tried to make his mom happy, but she was just never satisfied with him or his brother, and she abused them regularly and would tell them that they were destined to be failures like their father. Since they were cut off from everyone else, they just had each other. Mm-hmm. That they did. And now we're going to talk about some deaths in the family. So George Gein, the dad, died in 1940 of a heart attack. Ed is 36. Wait. No, 32. No, 34. He was born in 06. Yeah. Yeah, 34. Yeah. So, Ed's 34 at the time of his father's death. So, obviously, this created a hole in the family's finances. So, Ed and Henry had to start doing odd jobs around the community, which uh, they're both in their 30s and they're still living at home, weren't really working outside the home. Yeah, with their mom. With their... So, this is weird. I don't... Hey. I I just... I don't... You know, it's weird. It is weird. I mean, at least they were not in the house anymore with their mom. Yeah. You know, the odd jobs, being out in the community around their neighbors and everything was probably good for them. Yeah. Um, they were both considered reliable and hardworking, so they weren't too weird, I guess. Yeah, I mean, people use them. Yeah, they continue to hire them. And also, kind of concerningly, a side note, 
uh, Ed frequently babysat for neighbors, and he enjoyed babysitting because he kind of still had a child's mentality. So he related to them better than he related to adults. Mm -mm. Obviously, hindsight is making us feel like this is really creepy. Right. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like even now it's kind of weird to, like, hire random men to watch your children. To hire a grown adult man. man. Yeah, not, like, a teenage kid. Right. Which I'm still iffy about anyways, girl or boy. Right. But that's just not your typical go-to for a date night babysitter. Yeah, you're not hiring 34-year-old Ed Gein. Absolutely not. No. I would not hire 34-year-old fucking Marsha Matthew McConaughey. I would hire 34-year-old to watch you Matthew or your kids. <laughs> well, me. Okay. I would hire him to watch me. You would just like open the door and be like, "Actually, so the kids aren't here. I don't actually have kids." <laughs> But I need adult supervision. This is taking a turn. All right. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. Ed was apparently the community babysitter. Don't like it. Don't don't like that at all. Uh, But he he was good with the kids, I guess. Uh, Whatever. I guess you can do both. Sure. Be nurturing and babysit children and also murder. murder. (laughs) older people yeah they were not his target demographics no so they were fine they were safe yeah he was just weird he was just weird um so through this exposure to the community henry his brother actually started to realize the views of his mom were fucked and he started to like rebel against her good for you henry and he started to get really worried about how attached ed was to his mom I think we're bordering on obsession here. Yeah. Obviously. And so Henry would try and talk to Ed about their mom and try to show him that she is not right. She's not right. Yeah. And she's treating them poorly and her views are incorrect and she's bad and all of this. Well, it clearly didn't work. So, he was trying to pull Ed away from her, but this did not succeed. And on May 16th of 1944, so this is four years after George died. So, Ed is now 38. So, he's almost 40 years old. There was a brush fire near... The family farm. So both Ed and Henry go out to try and fight this fire. Did they have actual, like, fire departments in 1944? I think so. For, for, like, I'm going to Google a 1944 fire truck. Would they, like, respond to a rural fire? I hate that word. Rural? Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Either way... Henry and Ed go out and try to fight this fire. 
Apparently, at some point during the fire, they got separated, and as it started to get dark out, Ed lost sight of Henry completely, and once the fire was out, he couldn't find him, and eventually reported Henry missing to the police. And so, a search party is organized, but oddly enough, Ed leads the authorities directly to Henry, who lay dead on the ground. So, that's a little suspicious. Uh, The police obviously had concerns about the circumstances (laughs) about the way in which they discovered Henry's body, because not only did Ed walk them directly to him, But the ground around him was untouched by fire, and he had bruises on his head. Yeah, you don't Uh, typically get bruises from fire. No, usually you just get all your skin burned. There's not really anything there to show a bruise. Right. Or smoke inhalation, which wouldn't affect your skin, but... Right. Um, despite... All of this, the police dismiss the possibility of foul play, as you do, and the county coroner listed asphyxiation as the cause of death. So, even though some investigators suspected that Ed had killed Henry, no charges were ever filed in relation to that. And so it begins. And so, now, Ed is just left to live with his mother alone. Mm. But she fell ill soon after and eventually died December 29th of 1945 after a number of strokes. And Ed is quoted as saying that he lost his only friend and one true love and that he was absolutely alone in the world. He called his mom his one true love. Yeah. He did that. Not liking that so far. No, no, no. All right. We're going to have to get some WD-40 for this fucking chair that I'm sitting in. (laughs) (laughs) The way it just barely squeaks if I move. Yeah. I'd rather it just not squeak at all, obviously, or be much louder. Yeah. Anyways. I'm also going to take a drink. Is that watered down unsweet tea? Yeah. Yeah, I fucking knew it was. I didn't even look at the straw when you were drinking it, so I didn't even see the color. (laughs) I just knew that's what it had to be. Well, here's the thing. So I went to Starbucks yesterday after we had dinner. Mm -hmm. And I always order my tea with no water. So that it is extra strong. Mm -hmm. This is the trick, people. Uh, They hand me the tea. And I didn't really look at it because I'm in a hurry. It was already fucking like 830. Yeah. And April and Artie were feral at this point because I had not been home yet. And it was dark. And then I get home and then... The tea was very light. Damn. I was like, son of a bitch. So I mixed it with some QT tea that was 
not watered down. Okay. And here we are. 24 hours later. Yeah. I couldn't drink it. So I had to get QTT (laughs) today. QTT. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's unfortunate that that is QTT. Yeah. I don't like that. (laughs) I don't like it either. (laughs) So I should say quick drip tea. QTT is fine. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So on November 16th, 1957, a hardware store owner in Plainfield named Bernice Warden disappeared. Police apparently had reason to suspect Ed Gein. So Bernice's son had told investigators that Gein had been in the store the evening before she disappeared, um, saying he would return the following morning for a gallon of antifreeze a sales slip for the gallon of antifreeze was the last receipt written by warden on the morning that she disappeared so put two and two together i mean hello this is pretty cut and dry at this point yeah so this prompted the police to search gein's house and uh it it got weird Mm. there's real i mean there's really no word to describe what it was i mean weird doesn't cut it no no it doesn't scratch the surface so i just read one of the things and (laughs) it's so bad (laughs) this is where the laughing starts okay yeah these are all just they sound so ridiculous I'm I'm going to try to be as professional as possible. All right. Good luck. Um, So here is what they found in Ed Gein's. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I can't do it. (laughs) In and around his home. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Like like, we know this already. How is this still funny? And we've said it out loud so many times. I wrote this. How did you feel typing this? I did it at work. So I felt amazing. Oh my god. Okay. <clears throat> they found the following things. Here it goes. some water i'm an adult i can handle it four noses <laughs> <That's so ridiculous. laughs> just noses whole human bones and fragments We're going to get through the whole list. (laughs) so specific. It is. Nine masks made of human skin. 
bowls made from human skulls. <laughs> Ten female heads with the tops sawed off. <laughs> God, human skin <laughs> covering several. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna throw the fuck up. Okay, <clears throat> human skin covering several jerseys. <laughs> it just doesn't sound real. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Um, this one's not funny. It's just fucked up. Um, Mary Hogan, who is one of his victims, they found her head in a paper bag. They found mm. Bernice Warden's head, who was the clerk at the hardware store. They found her head in a burlap sack. Oh, my God. <laughs> this next one I can't deal with. <laughs> It's so horrible. (laughs) Nine vulvas. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Nine vulvas in a (laughs) shoebox. Why are are they in a shoebox? Like, at least put it in some Tupperware. Oh my god. Skulls on his bedpost. Now that's just fucking badass. I mean. <laughs> um organs in the fridge. <laughs> oh. I have a fever now. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most unprofessional. Oh my god. I'm so sorry. This is so terrible. It's not over yet either. It's not. Um. I don't. I can't. This is the most ridiculous thing ever. I feel like I'm having a heart attack. A pair of lips on a drawstring for a window shade. Oh my god, it's so horrible. Why? A lampshade made from the skin of a human face. Oh. And finally. (laughs) (laughs) A belt frame made, um, I can't even talk. (laughs) A belt made like a belt like something that holds up your pants (laughs) made from human nipples (laughs) well at least everyone already knew about the nipple belt I'm like sweating now oh my god I I those I just can't. I don't understand what just happened. (laughs) My hair is stuck to my face. All right, well. I'm just going to go ahead and let you do the rest of this. We've now fully exposed ourselves as horrible people. I'm so sorry. 
I never want to laugh like that again in my life. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought I was going to have a heart attack. Oh, my God. At least you only had, like, the two pieces of lettuce, and I'm over here doing that shit on, like, a full sub Sammy. Oh, that's that's true. Damn. All right, you guys. We apologize. Incredibly sorry. There's literally no other way we could have done that. That is an anxious reaction, too. We could have had, like, maybe Siri read it to you to uh-huh. avoid all of that, but... Um, anyway, so, obviously, Ed Gein was promptly taken into custody, uh, after they found all of those things. And when he was questioned by police, he said that between the years of 1947 and 1952, he made somewhere around 40 trips to area graveyards to exhume recently buried bodies. Perfect. So, just some cool, casual body snatching in the eve. <laughs> Super fall vibes. <laughs> so, so fall. He's he's probably a fall fella. Um, speaking of fall, I've been seeing a lot of people on TikTok talking about fall. Mm-hmm. This one girl was like... So you have, <clears throat> at this time of year, once it hits September, you have three types of people. One is the summer babes. And they constantly just post pictures about wanting to go back to the beach. And then you have the Halloween people. And as soon as it's September, the Halloween decorations are out. Mm-hmm. And then you have the Christmas people <laughs> who have already... Started decorating for Christmas. I can't. And I just want to say that I might be the last two. Yeah, I'm definitely not putting out Christmas decorations in September. So what does it mean if you never took down your Christmas decorations that's for the last just year? an entirely different story. Yeah, because that's me. Yeah, that's acceptable. I know you have, like, your garland on your stairs yeah. out there. Yeah. It Dakota- looks fine. Yeah. Dakota constantly says, hey, should we take that down? And I'm like, you know what? At this point, the, no. No. Nope. Why would we? And we have a sign in the kitchen that's like, <clears throat> Christmas trees for sale or Christmas tree farm or something. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I don't care. But, you know, he's probably into the Halloween vibes. I would I would say he's like... A, spoo- a spooky bitch. Yeah, he, def- he definitely is. So, <clears throat> on some of those occasions in the graveyard, he would dig up the graves of recently buried women who resembled his mother. <sighs> and he would take the bodies home and tan their skin and use it to make his furniture. I just feel disappointed at this point in the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <clears throat> now I, like, have, like, phlegm like, in my throat. <laughs> this is, <laughs> this is taking a turn. This is going to be a top-tier episode. Oh, for sure. It was time for something light. Of course. We thought we would lighten it up. Yeah. Obviously. At least these people were already dead. 
You know, that is true. Not, not that you should ever fuck with a dead body. No. But that makes you very weird and not necessarily victimize anyone else. Right. Like, of course, the families aren't going to be jazzed that you're fucking with their buried loved one, but... Like, if you are really in the need for nipples to make a belt... At least you're not killing people for the to nipples. get the nipples. Right. He could have been doing that. But... But he, he chose not to. He, he chose not to, with the exception of... Two. Two. And aside from their heads being in bags in his house, I don't think he kept any of their other body parts. No. It didn't say... I've never heard otherwise either. Yeah. It didn't say anything about him keeping anything other than their heads, which keeping their heads in bags in his house is horrifying. But... Yeah. Everything about this is horrifying. Oh, yeah. Um, none, none of this is pleasant. No. It may seem that way to everyone listening. Oh, that's my bedtime reminder. It's 8.44. What kind of reminder? Well, my bedtime is 9.30. But so why 8.44? Because this is my my wind down period. <laughs> it shuts off the notifications on my phone. For 46 minutes? Yes. Can you bump that to 8.45? Because I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> Um, it does it on its own. It okay. Makes it, it, the phone is its own All right, entity. Apple. Yes, Apple. They, it's alive on its own. <sighs> so, <clears throat> not long after his mom's death, Ed actually decided he wanted to have a sex change and thus began creating a woman suit that he could wear and pretend to be female. Um, yeah. Okay. During his interrogation, Gein confessed to the murder of Mary Hogan, who had disappeared under very suspicious circumstances, much like Bernice Warden. Uh, He apparently shot her. And as we said, her head was actually found in his house among the rest of his... trove of human remains so for the love of god anyway so at this point obviously the washara county sheriff art shelley allegedly physically assaulted ed gein during the questioning by banging his head and face into a brick wall Uh, i mean obviously okay Causing Gein's initial confession to be ruled inadmissible. And you can't be out here assaulting people during an an interrogation. You just can't be doing it. So, Shelly, Shelly, I think it's Shelly. He died of a heart attack in December of 1968 at age 43, which was only one month after he testified at Gein's trial, and many people who knew him said he was fully traumatized by the horror of Gein's crime, 
and that this, along with the fear of having to testify, led to his early death. <clears throat> so this case really, really affected the county sheriff. I mean, was he the dude who, like, walked up in that house and found, like, the, the vulva box, or... I'm pretty sure he did go into the house. Yeah. I would probably I'm, be traumatized as I well. I mean, yeah. I, feel I don't like, know if I'd let it take me out, but... Yeah. I mean, I might have nightmares about it. Yeah. If I could ever reach my REM stage of sleep, though. That's... I almost never do that, so I'm probably I, I, in the clear. Yeah, I don't really know what that's like. But the, with this new mattress of mine, I'm about to find out what REM sleep is. Mm. Holy shit. Yeah. Super excited. Anyone out there who's fully versed in REM sleep, can you let us know what it's like? Yes, please. Uh. <laughs> Alrighty. So, Gein was charged with first-degree murder um, for the murder of Bernice Warden. And we don't believe that he was formally charged with Mary Hogan's murder. Because it was... It was so unknown yeah um yeah and i think uh i think they were satisfied i think there was obviously questions about his sanity right and so they knew they were going to come up against that for sure and i think they wanted to focus on bernice warden For, for whatever reason that's what happened that is what happened on November 21st, 1957, Gein was arraigned in Washara County Court, and he entered a plea of not guilty by reason of insanity, of course. He was ultimately found incompetent to stand trial and was then sent to the Central State Hospital for the Criminally Insane, which is now called Dodge Correctional Institution. It is a maximum security facility in Wappen, Wisconsin. And he was later transferred to the Mendota State Hospital in Madison, Wisconsin. In 1968, his doctors determined that he was actually sane enough to stand trial. Not sure how they got to that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe a combination of medications. Maybe. At this point, I don't know. Because that's 11 years later. Yeah. So, Gein's trial commenced on November 14th, 1968, and lasted for one week. Seems kind of short, but... It's pretty short for um, the things that were found. Yeah. He was found guilty of first-degree murder by Judge Robert H. Golmar, and as he was also found to be legally insane, he spent the rest of his life in a mental institution. He actually died July 26th, 1984, of respiratory and heart failure due to cancer in Goodland Hall at the Mendota Mental Health Institute. His grave site is in the Plainfield Cemetery, um, and it's frequently vandalized, um, of course. Yeah. Souvenir seekers actually chipped off pieces of his gravestone before the bulk of it was stolen in 2000. It was recovered in June of 2001 near Seattle <laughs> and is now in a museum in Washara County. That's so <laughs> random. That's like there was a plan in place for that and it happened. It happened. They they stole the gravestone, took it to Seattle and were mm-hmm. chilling. Yeah. 
<laughs> that's so fucking weird. Um, okay, so that's basically the whole story. And now we're just going to talk about a, some random facts that kind of involve the case. So in 1958, Gein's car, which is the car he used to haul some of the bodies of his victims was actually sold at a public auction for $760, which in today's money would come to about $5,700. So um, the people who bought the car were operators of a carnival sideshow and the person's name was Bunny Gibbons. Uh, Bunny Gibbons later charged carnival goers 25 cents for admission to see the car. So this is probably something I would save my quarter on. Yeah. I I mean, like I, I get it, but what are you going to get from just looking at a car? Right. Do you get to like chill in it? I don't know. Not that that's what I would want to do, but. Yeah. I mean, I assume you can just see it like it's a carnival. It's outdoors. Any whatever. I'm sure it there's no reason to spend 25 cents to view Ed Gein's car. That seems ridiculous. Right. Uh, so. Also. The story of Ed Gein has had a lasting impact on pop culture. Obviously, numerous movies have been inspired by the story of Ed Gein, including one called Deranged from 1974. I'm sure that one's a gem. In the Light of the Moon from 2000. It was later retitled Ed Gein. For the U.S. market. I don't know why, because In the Light of the Moon is much cooler of a movie title than just Ed Gein. You're right. Uh, whatever. Um, there, There's also Ed Gein, The Butcher of Plainfield, which was made in 2007. These are all movies that are made directly about him. Now, there are major movies influenced by him. Most notably is serial killer Norman Bates from the movie Psycho. As we all know, the character Norman Bates had an incestuous relationship with his mother. Mm-hmm. And Norman Bates was a killer. Right. Sound familiar? Leatherface from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Obvious reasons. For obvious reasons. And Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. Obviously. Obvious reasons, yeah. If you've never seen Silence of the Lambs, first of all, what the fuck? Yeah, it's a good, it's a great movie. It's an amazing movie. Now, I've never seen Deranged or In the Light of the Moon or even The Butcher of Plainfield. Nope. I've seen all the other movies. Right. But earlier, when I was talking about this would make a really good movie, like, I meant specifically, like, his childhood. Yeah. 
because it's so fucked up and twisted and dark and mm-hmm. it makes me it really makes me feel like um what was that new movie that Robert Pattinson was in where he like played a preacher? Oh, yes. I That's the vibe I'm getting from that situation. Okay. Yes. I would like that. That movie was super fucked up. But also very good. It was very good. Uh, I can't remember the name of this movie. I can't either. And it only came out maybe like two years ago. Or maybe like last year. Was it Like 2020. I think it was during quarantine. Beginning probably. Yeah. Yeah, it was very good. I really like that type. Vibe. And vibe from a movie. Yeah. It's like, I don't know what it is about it. He played... A perfect creep. Yes, he did. Like, I don't even know, like, it. the inflection he had in his voice, like, mm-hmm. it was a little bit high-pitched-ish. Like, it was up an octave, but it was also a southern accent, yeah. and he had that preacher cadence, you know? So. And I also really just like this time period. Right. As far as, like, watching it on screen. Yeah. Like, fucking, I'm trying to think of another movie that, like, takes place in this time period. That was the 60s or 70s? Mm. Maybe, like, 50s. I'm, like, trying to picture the cars that were in the movie. That's what I was doing as well, trying to picture the I want to say more, like, late 40s, 50s. Because there weren't, like, like, transams rolling around. That's true. There was a school bus, though. Were there yeah. school buses I mean, in the 50s? Forrest Gump. Dude, I haven't watched Forrest Gump since I was, like, an actual child. That's, like, on my top list of favorite movies. Really? Yeah. It makes sense. I just haven't watched it as a, an adult. It's great. Um, But, yeah, so if you're listening and you're, like, into film, um, I'm going to need you to hop on that, and I'm going to need it to be a 10 out of 10. Right. Right. I'm so tired of settling for, like, 2 out of 10 thriller movies Mm -hmm. i'm over it right waste of time yeah so that's it um our final thoughts we don't have any no no uh yeah other than the obvious other than the obvious um you know i think this is obviously a case of severe severe oedipus complex which is a Freudian theory for all of you people who have ever read Freud. So, essentially, during a child's development, usually boys will go through a phase where they reject their father and become obsessed with their mothers. But they grow out of it eventually. It's a young age that they actually, this phase happens. Mm -hmm. Like, four three, four years old is when they become really attached to the mother and reject the father. This is a Freud theory. Freud's theories have largely been questioned. Right. And, you know, modern theorists basically reject them. But, um, including the Oedipus Complex. But he calls it the Oedipus Complex because of a play written by Sophocles way back where Oedipus Rex... He uh, is separated from his parents at birth, so he doesn't know them. Mm -hmm. He ends up killing his dad 
and marrying his mom. Unknowingly. Unknowingly. He has no idea it's his mom. But he marries her and he has two kids with her. And eventually he pokes his own eyeballs out. So he's really affected by it. Either way, obviously, Ed had a very, very unhealthy infatuation with his mom. Yes, that's very clear. Because she conditioned him his whole life to think that all women are instruments of the devil. Yeah. Except for her. She's the only one who's not a devil. A devil prostitute. A devil prostitute. <laughs> the devil's prostitute. Oh my god. That sounds like a fucking white zombie song. It it does, actually. Or just Rob Zombie film. For Rob Zombie to be like the first live show I'd ever witnessed in my life. Yeah. It like I mean, he puts on like a really good now I also grew up with siblings who were born in the eighties, so I listened to a lot of Rob Zombie and White Zombie when I was little. Mm. Um it like kinda set the bar pretty high for live shows for me. Cause it's fucking insane. Yeah. His wife is on stage. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Would I go to another one? Probably not. Right. I never I mean my older brother didn't listen to good music. He listened to country and rap and not even good rap. But my Aunt Sarah, who I spent most of my time with, she's like your siblings age. Yeah. <laughs> but she was a she was a grunge girl. I saw a TikTok the other day of Snoop Dogg and I almost sent it to you so you could send it to your brother. Oh yeah. That's my younger brother. He's obsessed with Snoop. Yeah. My older brother did not listen to good rap. Snoop is good rap. Well, yeah. Justin listened to, like, I don't even know, like, top 40s rap. Like, rap that no one remembers. So. Oh, shit. But, anyway. Anyways, now that we've talked about fucking vulva shoeboxes and oh nipple belts and Snoop Dogg. Hell yeah. At least we didn't talk about chicken Sammies, but we did talk about other kind of Sammies. We didn't linger on food too much today. No. It's probably fitting. It's probably good. Yeah, I mean, once you get into, like, the upholstery of human skin and dining sets, Mm. you really don't want to linger on food. No. I will say that when I was writing this and I got to that part where I had to list all the stuff, um, I did think a lot of... that and also when it talked about how he wanted to make a woman's suit. there You know that scene in Silence of the Lambs where Buffalo Bill's, like, in his, like, little room. Mm-hmm. And he, like, tucks his junk he back. He tucks it and, like, and he's, like pulls yeah. his arm out. Yeah. yeah. What does he say? Oh, <laughs> would you fuck me? That's what he says. Yeah. I'd fuck me. Yeah, okay. But, yeah, that's, that scene is so... So crazy. It is. It, it's, it's like iconic, though. It's an iconic scene, for sure. Yeah. For sure an iconic scene. Now I think I'm going to watch Silence of the Lambs tonight. Dude, that movie is so fucking awesome. I have so much shit to do. Yeah. We, we're up late right now, and we have shit to do after work tomorrow. I know. What is it? Oh, my God, it's nine. No, we seven. have to go, everyone. 
You guys, I have to go now. I'm almost asleep. Haley and Ariel, we love you so much. You're so amazing. You're literally the lights of our life, and we wouldn't be a podcast if you were never born, so. Yeah. Um, you guys are the best. Also, please share, rate, write a review, Follow, check out our socials, like, do the things, comment, and all the stuff. Listen. All right. Well, be kind. Stay weird. Okay, bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.